behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? How readest thou? And he answered, he said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, with all thy strength, with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. And he said unto him, Thou hast answered right, this do, and thou shalt live. But he wanted to justify himself, said unto Jesus. And who is my neighbor? And this is a very familiar story, but I want us to read it. I want you to look at your Bible, and I want you to see it. And Jesus answered, he said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him, and departed him, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise the Levite, when he was at that place, came and looked on him, and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him, and went to him, and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, and brought him to an end. And took care of him. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pence and gave them to the host and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Which now of these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? And he said, He that showed mercy on him. Then said Jesus unto him, Go and do thou likewise. So let's pray. Then I want to jump into this passage. I want to introduce it to us, and then I want to jump into it, because we need to see how we ought to love our neighbors as ourselves. So let's pray, and we'll open things up. Lord, we love you, and we thank you so much for your word. Lord, I should help me this morning as I communicate your word. Lord, I should help me with this cold. Lord, that I can hold uh, onto my voice. Lord, that I can communicate properly to these young people. And Lord, I should help them to be willing to do whatever in their hearts that need to be changed to make us more like you. We love you once again, and we thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. We know the story of the Good Samaritan, one of the most basic Bible stories in all of the Bible. And the lawyer stands up to tempt Jesus. He says, hey, hey, what can I do so that I can have eternal life? This is the lawyer. He deals with the law. A lawyer today would probably know the Constitution and probably know our laws. A lawyer back then would have known Moses' law. He would have been an expert on knowing exactly. So he's trying to tempt Jesus. He's trying to trick Jesus up. Make Jesus say something wrong. Hey, Jesus, how do, how do you have eternal life? Jesus says, hey, what does the law say? You're a lawyer. What does the law say? He says, well, it says that I am supposed to love the Lord God, God with all my heart and soul and mind. And I'm supposed to love my neighbor as myself. And so now Jesus answers his lawyer, just as Jesus does very often, in a way that makes the lawyer kind of look dumb. So the Bible says this. The lawyer trying to justify himself. Everybody looks at his answer. Jesus' answer is like, oh, <laughs> he got you. The Bible says he wanted to justify himself. Say, hey, wait. But Jesus, who is my neighbor? And Jesus gives him the story of the Good Samaritan. A man goes down, and there's a lot of messages preached on these things, and so I'm not going to go deep in detail, and some of them, I believe, are totally not even biblical. People always say, well, he went down to Jericho. When you go down, anytime you go down, you're going away from God. I don't think the Lord was even going that far into the story. He's just talking about geographically. A man is going down to Jericho. He goes down a road, most likely that thieves would hide. And the Bible says as he's going that way, the thieves come, and they beat him, strip him of all his clothing, and leave him half dead, taking everything with it. And so in your mind, I want you to picture this guy beaten, left half dead on the side of the road. And the Bible says the Levite walks by. The Levite walks by. Wait, let me make sure it's the Levite. Make sure I'm giving you guys biblical uh, biblical things there. No, the priest walks by first. I want to make sure the Bible. The priest walks by. Religious man. 
walks by, sees this man half beaten on the road. Huh, whoa, not even get involved in that. Don't know what's going on. Next, Levite walks by, sees this man, naked, beaten, left half dead. He's still alive, walks past him. Huh, Bible says he goes over and looks at him. Whoa, that's tough. Man, he should have been carrying. He should have had a CCW. No, just kidding. <laughs> and he walks by. <laughs> Lastly, the, the Samaritan comes by. The Bible says that the Samaritan goes to this man, grabs him, grabs his own things, and treats this man, puts him on his own beast, and walks, and takes him to an inn. And after he takes him to the inn, he says, hey, take care of this man. I'm leaving. And he left money with him. He said, hey, whatever he needs while I'm gone and this doesn't pay for, I'll pay for it when I get back. And we see that the two religious guys who should have been known for doing something for this man do nothing. The one man that we know is Samaritans and the Jews do not get along. But Jesus uses Samaritan as an illustration of someone that we would think, well, you know what, I don't have to help them. They don't have to help me. This is a Jew. If I was me as a Samaritan, he would never help me. But a Samaritan helps him. So let's look at it. Let's look at true love, loving your neighbor as yourselves. In Luke 10, 25 to 37, I don't think there's a blank there, so I'll go on for time's sake. Four responses we have toward our neighbor from Luke 10 on the right side. Here are the four responses that I believe in our lives, if we're not careful, these are the responses that we can have. Three of them are bad. One of them's good, of course. But... These are some of the things that we have in our life. Four responses we have to our neighbor from Luke 10. Number one is the selfish. When we look at the story of the Good Samaritan, we see the selfish. They're the thieves. This is the hard attitude that says, I am most important. I will hurt, steal, or even kill if it benefits me. The selfish. So here's the first reaction to our neighbor. I will do whatever it takes to make me well. Now, I hope right now, in here, this room, there are none of you that are thieves, murderers, and will do whatever it takes to benefit you. I hope that right now you don't have anything in your life that you say, man, I just need 30 bucks. And I will, as soon as we get out in the hallway and I can get one of these young people away from it, the rest of them, I, I'm just going to beat them down, steal 30 bucks from them because I have a need. I would hope that would not be the case, even though you guys are smiling scarily. <laughs> I would hope that would not be the case. But see, number one, the reaction to our neighbor is the thieves. This man's going on his way, just trying to make it through life, and he's robbed. Torn, taking everything apart. There are a lot of things in this world right now that are tearing lives apart. And if you're not careful, we'll look at people neighbors, people in the vicinity to us as you know what, that's their problem, that's their fault and these thieves come through and they tear this man and take everything from him and see when we look sometimes, and I put myself in here, I'm just being transparent with you, sometimes when we look at people, you see a homeless guy holding up a sign we'll work for food see our culture has taught us that most of we look at that guy, and I'm not saying you should give every homeless guy food. I'm not saying that there aren't some, some con artists. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm just saying, in our minds, most of the time we think, well, if he just go get a job. If he would just go do this. 
or if he had just not made so many dumb decisions. See, there are so many things in life that steal from people. If you come to argue, just like we talked about many times, you come to reformative, there are people that I have talked to, I sat with a guy in my office a little while ago, and told me all the things in his life that brought him to the point where he's just getting out of jail. Now, I can look at all those things and say, hey, well, if you hadn't made a dumb decision, if you hadn't just been smart, then you wouldn't be in that situation. That's your fault. And we can look at the thieves that come through lives, and we can look at them and say, you know what? That's their problem. And you know what? Sometimes in our lives, especially as young people, we are the thieves. We do take things away from people. And that's not their money. But sometimes in our schools, sometimes I will do whatever it takes to benefit me. I'm a thief. I'll take someone's reputation. I'll take someone's popularity. Whatever it is, I'll take it. Because I want what benefits me. And so as we look at how we're supposed to respond to our neighbor, the first thing we see is the thieves. They're the people that'll take, do whatever that benefits me. So if it makes me look good, I'll say whatever to anybody. If it makes me look good, I'll put down whoever. If it makes me look good, I'll lie about whatever comes in my way. How do I respond to my neighbor? The Bible says, love your neighbor as yourself. So number one, we see the thieves. Number two, we see the sluggard. The sluggard's a lazy person. We read a lot about it in Proverbs. This is the hard attitude that says, I do not want to get involved. I am fine. And I do not desire to endanger myself or inconvenience myself. So we have the thieves and we have the priest. He's kind of lazy. Doesn't want to get involved with anything. The attitude that says, I do not want to get involved. I am fine and I do not desire to endanger myself or inconvenience myself. So this is the priest as he walks by. Hey, I see the situation over there. But hey, if I get involved, I can have the same way. I see the situation over there, but it's going to be an inconvenience for me to stop. Now I'm going to be honest with you. In most of our situations... This is where we're at and loving our neighbor as ourselves. Most of us see a need in someone else's life and have no desire to get involved. No desire to help. Give you an illustration. What was it? It was Thursday that I had to go pick up Evangelist David Corn from the airport. He was going to Kobiak, and he asked me, he, he sent me a message, asked me if I could pick him up, and I went to go pick him up. As me and my wife were getting to go pick up Dave Corn and his wife's joy, we were pulling out of the parking lot. And in comes the church parking lot, in the church parking lot comes a vehicle with a flat tire. Somebody's driving in the church on three, like, like, and I am thinking, I have to be to the airport, really, in like 20 minutes. I do not have time. So in my mind, you know what I'm thinking? If I can just make, go through and like just not make eye contact with this person. If I can just not see them. I know they're pulling the church parking lot and I know I work here and everything. But I really have to get to the airport to pick up Dave so he can get to Kobiak. And I pulled, I started to pull out, me and my wife. And praise the Lord. Not praise the Lord that this happened to him. But it was just Pastor Tillman. And so as I, as I pulled out, 
I remember I, I rolled the window down, and I saw Pastor Tillman, he waved, and I, was, I waved back, and I was like, Pastor Tillman, I feel so bad. Because I was thinking, this is the person just pointing them out. I'm going to try to make it by without them seeing it. I'm say, if they can get in and talk to Pastor Ferguson, if they can talk to Pastor Scott, they can talk to anybody. But I've got to get to the airport. And most of the time in our lives, when it comes to loving the neighbor of ourselves, this is where we fall. You know what? I see the situation, but right now I have so much going on. I have so much. I don't want to be inconvenienced. I don't want to put myself out. So I'm going to walk by like nothing happened. <laughs> oh, the guy, I didn't even see that. I did not see that. Don't need to know. And we keep going in our lives. And you know what? We are commanded I Aaron Burton too, we are commanded to love others as we would ourselves. You know what? That's not how I'd love myself. <laughs> if I see something wrong in my life, I take care of it. Oh man, <laughs> it's cold. I love Aaron Burton, so you know what? I'm going to put a coat on. I'm hungry. I love Aaron Burton. So I'm not going to go and say, you know what, well, I'm not going to eat because, no, I love Aaron Burton. So I'm going to stuff Aaron Burton's face. Why? Because the Bible says no man yet ever hated himself. You say, well, Pastor, we're about committing suicide. You know why people commit suicide? Because they love themselves. It's not because they hate themselves. They want to get out of whatever they think that if I kill myself, I will end whatever problems that I have. Because they really ultimately want to get out of their own problems. It's not because you hate yourself. Nobody's hated themselves. And the same thing happens. I'm supposed to love my neighbor as myself. And so this is the attitude like we mostly have. Most of us, and I put myself right included, are the priest. You know what? I see my neighbor in need. I see someone has to use my help. But you know what? That'll inconvenience me. Right now, I don't have time for that. Right now, I don't want to put myself out. That's going to cost me something to be able to help to someone else. So there's a sluggard. Number three, there's a spectator. I like this guy. I don't think he did what was right, but he's funny. The spectator. He's the Levite. The hard attitude that says, I want to acquire all the information. I care about the situation. But of course, it's none of my business. I want to acquire all the information about the situation, but of course, it's none of my business. Because this is what the Bible says. The, the Levite, he walks right up to the guy. Looks at him. And then passes by on the other side. Oh, whoa. That guy really got it. And he walks away. Some of us are the priest. We're sluggers. We don't want to get involved because it may inconvenience me. Some of us are the spectators. I bet this Levite, as he went back somewhere, I bet he probably sat down to eat that night. Sits down. Whoa. Let me tell you what I saw on the way down here. I was walking by. I went up to this guy. He had been beaten silly. <laughs> like His face was all marred up. Oh, I grew up. he was about to die. Man, I'm telling you, it was terrible. What'd you do? I just kept walking, man. It's none of my business. That's, that's, that's his problem. We're spectators. Some of us want all the information about situations about our neighbor. We have to know. Well, what happened at school today? 
not because I want to help anybody, but because I want to know the situation, but make it better. It's just because I need all that information to make sure I'm on top of anything of everything. And when it comes to love their neighbor and self, you know what? There's a whole lot of really not caring about a neighbor, but desiring to know everything about the situation. And you know what? We end up just like this Levite. Wow. That's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. I can tell you exactly what happened here. I have no desire to help. When it comes to loving our neighbor as ourselves, it doesn't help us at all to be people that always have to know. And this happens a lot in this youth group because people come and tell me, Pastor Burden, you know this is going on, blah, blah, blah. You know what? I appreciate that. I'm not trying to make fun of it at all. But I'm trying to say, if our goal in trying to help our neighbors, trying to love our neighbor and ourselves, is to gather all the information, well then, not care to help. All we're doing is being a spectator. And you know what? The world's full of them. The world is full of young people who are glad just to grab, gather all the information. What? You, you said, you, that's what they said? That's what they did? You mean they acted like that? But you know what? They're not going to fix anything. I'm not going to go and go to a brother and help an offended brother. I'm not going to go to anyone and encourage them. I just want to know everything that happened. Because, you know, really, really, Pastor Burton, is none of my business. Loving your neighbor is yourself. Once again, no man yet ever hated himself. If this happened to me, how would I want to respond to? Hey, if it was me laying inside the road, half dead, I don't want people to come around and look at me and they're going to tell me about us how bad it is. <laughs> wow. That's bad. And they're going to tell everybody about that. I want someone who's going to, like the Good Samaritan, just a second, get down and help me. And see, this is where we're at. This is, some of us, we're sluggards. We don't want to be inconvenienced by loving our neighbor. I don't want to do anything for anybody else that would hold me back. But then there's others that I do desire to know. You mean they said that in youth group? Tell me some more. But it's not because I'm going to go to somebody and say, hey, I want you to know that I heard what they said about you. That's wrong. And I want to help encourage you. No, that's not my goal. I just want to know. I just want to see how bad it is. He says there's, there's the thieves, the selfish, there's the priest, he's a sluggard, then there's the Levite, who's a spectator, and then lastly, we come to this, we come to the Samaritan and the person that gives the sacrifice. This is how I ought to love my neighbor. Get it right here. The heart attitude that says, I may not be the cause of the problem, but I desire to give of myself to be part of the solution. You know what? I may not be the cause of the problem, but I desire to give myself to be part of the solution. Here comes Samaritan, we know the story. Samaritan comes up, picks the man up, binds him up, bandages him up, and puts him on his own beast and takes him to a place where he can get help. Let me ask you, guys. In your life, let's not even go in your life. In the past month, what have you done 
to someone around you that God's put in your situation to encourage them to help them? What have you done that cost you something to encourage to help somebody? See, we are known. And the sad thing is we are Christians. And the Bible says how we're supposed to be known as Christians is by our love for others. That's how we're supposed to be known. Not because the Bible we carry, not because the way we dress, not because of what we say. We're supposed to be known by how we love. Let me ask you. Are you the kind of person that would, number one, take whatever, do whatever to exalt yourself? Are you the kind of person that walks by and says, you know what, I really don't want to get involved in that right now because, you know, it can inconvenience me? Or am I the person that says, well, I need to know all the information. Wow. So I can go and tell somebody else, it was bad. Or am I a person that says, you know what, I'm not the cause of the problem. I don't know how that guy got up there. But I sure want to be helped and be part of the solution. No, I don't know what's going on in that person's life. But you know what? They need somebody to encourage them. They need somebody to love them. So I'm going to do whatever I can. I want to be part of the solution that helps them. I don't want to be the person that jumps in on the bandwagon and everybody's making fun of them and jump in and say, yeah, they are that ugly. Yeah, they all do have that many problems. No, I want to be the person that tries to be the solution. See, there's a Samaritan, and we get to loving our enemies. Great stuff. Next week. But a Samaritan and a Jew, they don't like each other. And somehow in our minds, we get this thing that there's some people that we can just not like. I just don't get along with that person. You don't find that anywhere in scripture. There are bad people in the Bible, don't get me wrong. But you never find anywhere in the scripture where God says you have the right not to love someone. Not to care for them as you would yourself. So, when we look at that, I am supposed to give of myself sacrificially. You know what? I'm sure this man, this Samaritan coming through town, I bet he did not put extra money in his wallet and say, huh, just in case I pass a beaten, dead, half-dead man, I want to have some money in my pocket just in case I ha- that happens. Just in case I have to pay for somebody else to stay a night in the hotel, I'm going to pack a little extra money. No, if he was just like the rest of us, he probably took what he needed. I just packed enough clothes for me. I just put enough oil and things in here in the, for my trip. I just wanted to be able to stay in the night in the hotel because I needed one. But he sees a half-dead man on the side of the road and says, Hey, this man needs my help. Hey, sir, this is what I have with me right now. You take that, I'm coming back through. If you need anything else to take care of this man, I'll get it when I come back. See, this is what it is to love our neighbors as ourselves. For me to give the same way as if it was me that was lying on the side of the road. Hey, do I love the people at my school so that if they get talked about, bullied is the big buzzword nowadays. Do I love people enough to say, you know what, I want to treat them as if it was me sitting in that situation. You know what, I wouldn't care for that. So I'm going to stop it and I'm going to be the solution. Oh man, so-and-so has a need. You know what? I don't have a lot of money. I'm a teenager. I don't even have a full-time job. But hey, I'll do what it takes to be a friend and be a help. Hey, well, so-and-so's going through a rough time. And they snapped at me. I'll put them in their place. No, see, what happens is, if I'm going to love my neighbor as myself, 
I'm going to give sacrificially. Yeah, I know they said some things to me that I didn't care for. They didn't need to talk to me like that. But you know what, really? They're going through a hard time. They're having a hard time at home. I'm going to try and encourage them. We start loving our neighbor as ourselves. We're fulfilling the second greatest commandment. Last week, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, and mind. It's important to God. You love me. Please love me. But then he goes on and says, hey, the second thing is, everybody around you, you love them as you would yourself. You go ahead and sacrificially give. And I think it's great because Jesus gives us this illustration of the Good Samaritan. The guy said, who is my neighbor? And Jesus never tells him a story about, well, your neighbor is actually the Samaritan is the neighbor or this is the neighbor. No, Jesus just tells him the story and says, hey, figure it out. So let me ask you this. Where are you at? Where am I at? Am I overlooking people because, you know what, it's going to inconvenience me, it's going to cause me problems? I'm not fulfilling the God's command. Oh, I, do I want to grab all the information around? Oh, wow. I really know what they really said now, and I have a better way to pray about it. Or do I say, you know what, I'm not the problem. I didn't help cause this problem, but I sure want to be a part of the solution. If we want to, God says, hey, I'll help you. And then you fulfill the second commandment, thou shalt love the neighbor itself. Next week, like you said, thou shalt love thy enemies. <laughs> thou shalt love your enemies. Wow. It's going gonna, it's gonna to get deep. So, let's pray and we'll be dismissed. Lord, we love you so much. Lord, I should help me. God, love my neighbor as myself. God, love those around me. Help me never to be too busy. God, to think of myself above others. Lord, help me in this area where I so badly need it, where I show up our young people. Lord, that we be characterized by our love. Once again, you said that we know the world would know our, who we are, God, because of our love. So, Lord, we ask that you please help us in this. We thank you for all. Because I served this morning with the past verses and preachers. In Jesus' name, amen.